the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Happy June 10th, 2013 to you. Only 87 more years left in the millennium. Will you make it to the finish? Will you make it to the finish with a little bit of scratch in your pocket? Yes, no, maybe so. They say a baby today born has a one in three chance of making it 100 plus years old. That's surprising. Anyhow, and anyway, what is there to talk about? S&P 500 is down 2. Dow's down 15. The Nasdaq's up fractions. Gold's down 3. Oil's down 50 cents. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.2%. Again, the end of the era of ultra-cheap money likely is behind us, or is likely imminent, the end of it. Where does the 10-year treasury go before we finally get to levels that we go, okay, we don't think it can go that much higher. 10-year treasury is cheap money, and what that means to you and me is that our government could borrow cheaply from anyone that wants to purchase their bonds. A lot of other debt is issued based on that 10-year treasury. Are you riskier than the stock market? Are you riskier than the U.S. government? Are you riskier? You pay more if you are. So Apple's got their worldwide developers conference today. Trying to prove that they're still capable of mildly surprising Wall Street and devotees. New iOS, new iRadio. iRadio doesn't really impress us because we already have these services on our phone as well as on our desktop. Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio. So Apple's not going to... They're playing catch-up there. They're playing Heinz 57. They're not playing We Own This Market Space. They're getting into that market space that someone else has defined. That's a little disappointing, right? A little bit of a... I'm not going to use the word bummer, because that makes me sound like I'm five. But you get the idea. So the market took a shine to the May employment report on Friday. It was what is referred to as very Goldilocksian. It wasn't too hot. 
didn't create too many jobs. It wasn't too cold. He didn't see mass destruction. Thus, Wall Street had the second best day of the year. Today we're a little bit lower. As again, the data continues to get a little bit better. As the data gets a little bit better, we shift from, okay, we're a market that favors defensive stocks, utilities, consumer staples, healthcare, to as the economy gets a little bit better, we're going to favor energy companies like oil companies because we're going to consume things. Consumer discretionary because after a recession, we all want to buy a new car. I haven't checked because we're not quite sure. Is it caught? Is it enough job? No. Oh, wait, wait, buy, wait, wait, wait to buy that car. So tech companies should do well. Financial companies like banks should do well. McDonald's is an early standout today. They had a better than reported expected 2.6% increase in global comparable store sales. What's interesting to note about McDonald's is they've got that egg white sandwich, which is pretty highfalutin. For a company that sells 40 nuggets for 4 bucks, you can't make that at your own home that cheaply. The way they're able to make it that cheaply is they'll go, give us the beaks, give us the gizzard, give us the feet, give us whatever leftover parts isn't a breast or thigh, and we'll turn it into nugget. Nougat. Can you say Egg McMuffin? So, Egg McMuffin was that product in the 70s, Big Mac, that you know really started to get into the consumer's mind. It said, like, whoa, they're a breakfast company. I didn't know that. I want to go there for lunch and dinner. Big Mac is a staple with their secret sauce. But anyway, I could talk more lovingly about what McDonald's has done in the last year, two years, with their smoothies and their coffee than I can about Apple. That's crazy. It's a product-driven stock market, in my opinion. The qualitative differences between McDonald's and Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King, I don't necessarily say they instantly say, let's go to McDonald's. But the quantitative, the numeric differences, I go, let's invest in McDonald's over those two guys. Apple's going to be in the news today. Developers conference, new product, new service announcements are expected to be made. One that they're going to have to address today, and again, stealing their thunder ever so slightly, Google. They struck a deal to purchase Waze, which is a popular mobile mapping app, for $1.1 billion. Great Googly Moogly. Google's mapping software is pretty good. I've stayed with Google phones because their driving technology tells me exactly how many minutes it's going to take me to get somewhere. Now, that's important to me. I drive a lot. Apple, when they had their maps disaster, they said, hey, check out websites like, or apps like Waze. They'll tell you about accidents, traffic jams. They'll tell you about delays. They'll tell you about the police are staking out. So Google's... Facebook was rumored to buy them. Apple was rumored to buy them. Apple just struck a deal with them. I wonder if they're going to re- re- 
uh, look back at all that and say, we could have used a billion dollars here to buy this company. So Google in the news. Senator Poor's revised United States credit rating to stable from negative. This goes back to 2011. U.S. has a high income economy. Our GDP per capita is $49,000 per person in 2012. So we're able to grow ourselves out of problems. I don't know if that means anything to you. Aside from tax hikes and expenditure cuts, strongly expected private sector contributions to economic growth, combined with increased remittances to the government by government-sponsored enterprises like Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Oh, by the way, one analyst came out and said Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac should be a zero, valued at zero. Again, the stocks have roared recently, but the government owns them. They're government-sponsored entities, and they're government-owned entities. Facebook, 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 as I like to refer to it. They got upgraded to buy from hold over at analyst Stiefel Nicholas. Analyst Jordan Rohan, Michael Purcell, and Nathaniel Brogadier. They said Facebook presents one of the most compelling investments in the Internet sector. The fears of declining engagement and poor ad efficiency have already been discounted in shares. They see a $29 price target, 25% potential upside from current levels. They think it may prove conservative. So Facebook trading a little bit higher today on that news. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Twitter, Rob Black Show. SP 500 is down three. The Dow is down 31. The Nasdaq. Now, which means voice search into maps. And now with ways that... You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So an interesting article in this weekend's Barron's. Barron's is one of those financial rags that I highly recommend you take the time to pay attention to. I'm not going to say that it has a negative slant, but it tends to point things out that could potentially hurt companies. In 1999, they wrote an article on the top 100 tech web companies that are burning cash so fast that they may run out of money. A lot of companies will burn cash, i.e. throw a lot of revenue around, making buildings, hiring people, buying computers, buying desks, flying analysts around the world so they can get impressions, so they can throw out what the company does. It's part of business. Sometimes you have to ramp revenues to get earnings since you can reinvest in the company. Sometimes you never hit earnings and you just ramp revenues and you run out of cash. So back in 1999, I hated that article because I owned a lot of dot-com companies. Number one on their list was a company called Exodus Communications. It's run by a woman named Ellen Hancock. It was a company that hosted servers kind of in the cloud. But they also hosted web pages and things that were kind of halfway in between the two. Anyway, they ran out of money and the stock went to zero. But there was 99 other companies. Some of them got acquired. A lot of these companies in the 1990s, had they stayed around long enough, 
the government would have investigated, like, why is the CEO getting $100 million in compensation, $50 million in compensation, $75 million in compensation, yet the shareholders are getting nothing because the company's running into the ground. Some of these companies would have been investigated. Some of these companies' CEOs would have gone to jail. A lot like Enron. Enron was publicly shameful, and our government put executives in jail. So anyway, Barron's did that piece many, 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 many years ago, and I dug it. I hated it at the time, but I dug it shortly thereafter. Tesla gets beat up in this weekend's Yahoo, or in this weekend's Barron's. Stock's trading a little bit lower on this news. This is a stock that's up 100% in 30 days. On a series of announcements about things like trading your battery, trading your car back in after two years and getting at least the value of some BMW. Now, as the morning's gone on, Tesla's traded from a low of 98 to 99 to 100, back to 101. That was off its 52-week high of 114. But it's only pennies off its, you know, where it started the day at. I'm sure somewhere out there Tesla is being defended, either by CEO or analysts. I have a problem with the company and the fact that they're a manufacturing company. I love their cars. I think they're sweet. I think there's a lot of demand in the state of California. People are willing to overpay to impress their neighbors. One big driver of the stock has been a huge short squeeze because the short people who don't like the company, for whatever reason, it's a manufacturing company. Americans will only pay so much for a car. A lot of R&D going in, a lot of rosy future expectations. Tesla's not trading with its fundamentals. It's trading years ahead of its fundamentals. So the author of the article in Barron said there's going to have to be a breakthrough in battery technology for sales to take off. Now, the breakthrough in technology has oftentimes been smaller, cheaper, faster. Moore's Law, we know, eventually will break down in technology. Energy doesn't quite benefit from Moore's Law. Yeah, we've gotten some battery improvements in our lifetime, but the same crappy C-cell batteries from Duracell that you used as a kid are still the same crappy C-cell batteries today. Um, so Tesla needs a breakthrough there. That's all the article's saying. You know, it gets better than 200-mile range because the batteries cost tens of thousands of dollars. They're getting government subsidies. They've paid back the government its loan from its shareholders. They haven't paid back the government their loan from its earnings, but from the shareholders. Tesla's electric car offers a quiet, powerful ride, but it does need to come up with a cheaper, stronger battery. Otherwise, the stock could be 11. Tesla's going to start running low on government-legislated zero-emission vehicle credits that offset $68 million in expenses in the March 2013 quarter. I kind of dig the guy who goes out there and says something counter-culture, counter-market, counter Wisdom? I don't know. I dig it in the sense that he's putting his money and his name where his mouth is. It's easy to talk the talk. 
To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Later today, CFP Chad Burton is going to be starting a show right here on the same radio station from 1 to 2. I highly, highly push for you to listen and call in and be interactive. These shows aren't fun to do unless you call in. They're miserable. I can only talk for so long about, is McDonald's going to do 24 hours, 7, breakfast, before I become bored with myself. Now, Domino's unveiling a Domacopter for delivering pizzas via drone. Okay, I'll say that's kind of cool. My job is kind of cool. But it gets a little redundant when you start talking about McDonald's, beats expectations. I like McDonald's, I like Pfizer, I like Merck, I like IBM, I like... Hmm. Right? At least I'm not saying I like Golden West Financial. So McDonald's comes out with a better than expected sales numbers. They're all about product. Whether it's in the United States, Europe, or Asia Pacific, and India, they got a potato burger. I know you're saying, really? Well, don't eat your your uncle who's been reincarnated as a cow. That would be uncool. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me in numerous manners. Rob Black Show on Twitter. Rob Black Show on YouTube. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. I want you not to be shy. I want you to interact with the show. Reward the favorite shows that you have on the station by calling them. Taking a look at some of the stories inside the stories today. Again, Apple's developer conference is going to kick off in a little while. I'll have all sorts of news about that in the next 24 hours. Taking a look at the stock market today. Standard & Poor's raising the U.S. outlook to stable. That's got some people excited and happy. Long-term interest rates continue to rise. That is a fun trend to watch. What it's going to do to the stock market. Short-term, it should be paying. Long-term, it should create opportunity to take advantage of an increase in hiring. It's Rob Black and your buddy on the Wall Street Business Network. According to the experts. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. And iHeart Radio Station. So this weekend... NBC gets the worst possible Stanley Cup matchup. Not really, yes, because Chicago's a big city. Great matchup with Boston, big city. Horrible, because Boston qualified by thrashing the Penguins in four games. Penguins said to be best team on paper. Boston gets the finals against Chicago because Chicago knocked out L.A. Kings in five. 
There's no hockey this week. We have to wait till the weekend to start the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and that's bad for NBC. There's no drama. Hockey sells itself hundreds and thousands of millions of jerseys when they have the dramatic seventh games, six games. Win or you go home. Seventh game. Loser goes home, winner goes on. Watch the drama. And unlike basketball, where it scores 100 to 75, sometimes it scores one nothing. So you sit on pins and needles the whole time. Some people love basketball because there's so much scoring. A lot more cheering, per se. Yay, bucket. Yay, bucket. Yay, we stopped sewing. Rafael Nadal won his eighth French Open. He received an ovation when he took his shirt off. That's what I feel about tennis. Like, you can cheer when you see the athlete's body. Yay! Why not cheer when they're on the court, right? It's kind of a dying television sport. LeBron James, I'm not going to say choked in game one, but responded well in game two. The NBA is going to start adding something that almost sickens me. The NBA expects to make $100 million next year with on-court ads. Do we really need that? Teams will be able to sell up to 60 square feet decals. The ads must be removable because they'll only be displayed during locally televised games. Wow, right? Do we have to sell everything? I guess so. S&P 500's up fractions, Dow's up 2, the Nasdaq's up 5. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. We know that estate plan laws change on a regular basis. High income got hit a little bit in the 2012-2013 changes. How will that affect what the high income gives to charity? CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, I think all in all in terms of charity, any kind of a tax increase tends to hurt charitable contributions. Right. Um, It just takes more out of people's pocket when a tax increase goes up, so charities don't like to see that type of a tax increase. Um, We did get an extension of one thing that's actually a a pretty good deal for people that have higher net worth, worth, and you have, let's say you're a person, you've got plenty of assets to live, and you give on a regular basis, and you hit 70 and a half, and you're forced to pull money out of your IRAs, and you don't really need it to live. You're going to leave it to your favorite charity or your kids. Well, one of the things you can do through 2013 is you can take your minimum required distribution up to $100,000 and give it directly to charity and avoid paying taxes on it. In the past, there used to be complicated amounts in terms of how much you could write off, but they, the IRS through 2013 allows you to deduct that you uh, you know get his taxable income but turn around and deduct 100% of it right away as long as it goes directly to charity. So that's one good thing. But some of the high income earners, so really who got hit with the tax increases, you know January 1st 2013 is people that mostly make over 450,000 filing jointly or 400,000 single. People that make over 250, they have a, a slight increase in their um, uh, dividends and capital gains. Uh, taxes, yep. um, but they're still at the 15% bracket. There's a 3.8% increase, but really who can benefit? Wealthy people that make over 450, it really, I think, will cause the use again of what's called charitable remainder trusts, which are 
some of it's one of my favorite planning techniques because everybody wins except for the IRS. So that'll, let me get, cha- that'll change. No, I, I don't think it will. I think really? this will be around for a long time just because it, it, it benefits charity so much, and it doesn't really take a, a, a lot out of the government's pocket. So let's say you're 60 years old, and you've got a bunch of low basis stock, and you want to sell 500000 of this stock. It essentially has a zero-cost basis. Maybe you were an early investor. Maybe it was ESPPs or options that you got from where you used to work, and it's rallied a lot. So you've got 500000 You really want to sell it and you know start income producing from that asset? But in California, if you're a high-income earner and you've got $500,000 of capital gains, you're going to pay about $169,000 in taxes, right, if it's a gain of that much. So what you could do instead is you could pick your favorite charity that you want to have benefit after you die, and you can create a charitable remainder trust. So once you create the trust, you have an attorney drafted up, you create it, it's irrevocable, um, and then you open a brokerage account in the name of that trust, and you transfer the shares in kind into that trust. And you're going to get a large tax deduction depending on your age and how much you say you're going to pull out each year. So that could be around 110000 bucks, for example, depending on how you set it up. And you can use that deduction up over five years. So really what that could do is that gift of 500000 into a charitable remainder trust could create about a $49,000 tax benefit. We can reduce your tax liability over five years by about 49000 And once that stock, Rob, is in the trust, you can turn around and sell it and re-diversify your portfolio without any current capital gains taxes because the trust is shielded from that original sale of that assets. And then you can take income for life, and let's say that's 6% or thirty grand a year. Um, so you're able to sell it without a big capital gains that you get a large tax deduction and income for life. Um, and then your charity wins after you pass away. The only thing you have to do is make sure that you want to benefit your kids. So there's a, another step that you have to take. Um, and this is one area where life insurance comes into play in planning, and um, it, it's called an irrevocable life insurance trust. So what you've just done is you win because you get income for life, and you get a large tax deduction. Right. Your charity wins because they're going to get what's left over in that trust when you pass away. So what you have to do to replace that for your heirs is you set up another trust called an irrevocable life insurance trust, and you take some of that $30,000 a year of income that you have, and buy a $500,000 life insurance policy that's held in the trust, and then the kids get that completely tax-free. So the only person that's, the only entity that's out of the picture is Uncle Sam. They don't get, you know, they don't get the estate tax when you die. They don't get that initial huge capital gains tax, and you get a tax deduction, which essentially helps pay for the life insurance. So it's a great estate planning tool if you are wanting to benefit a charity, you're a high-income earner, and, um, and you need to get rid of some low basis stock, for example. I like it. It's an evolution. As tax laws change, you have to evolve with the time, see what's available. That was CFP Chad Burton talking a little about higher income plays with estate planning and helping charities so that they get theirs and everyone's pleased with the outcome. It's Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. And I'm Rob Black. You can find me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'm always trying to get you interested in the market. I'm also trying to help those of you in retirement. I know a lot of times you think it's easy to label me. But trust me, you don't know me. So stop with the silly labels. Booz Allen getting slammed today. Publicly traded company. One of their employees... 
of Booz Allen, who gets 98% of the revenues from government contracts. 17 major customers are all different types of government agencies, like the Department of Defense, the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, Marine Corps, Homeland Security, and the IRS. There's a employee who basically narked on the government's ability to track our phone calls. Again, are the phone calls used against innocent people? Are the phone calls used only to find data against people we think may be bad? Yahoo, Facebook, Apple, they all said, hey, we're not giving them data. It appears that Verizon and AT&T have. I don't really care that much about this story until it affects the stock market, until it affects investing. If you want to hear about the U.S. government is horrible or the U.S. government's protecting us, switch channels. Our job here isn't to be political. Our job here is to help the community grasp financial issues, to grow as investors, to help you understand that doing business locally sends money locally. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually considered maybe a positive thing. To get your calls in the air today, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe said the government would like to announce a corporate investment tax cut in autumn to boost capital expenditures, trying to revive economic growth. And yet their GDP grew 4.1% in the first quarter, higher than expected. It was a perfect jobs report. Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference begins today and continues through the 14th. Google's close to acquiring traffic app ways. Trying to steal a little thunder from Apple. To get your calls in the airdrop, pick up the phone, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Email me, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Software, the iOS operating system, and also the Mac OS. Here's our up 1% S&P 500 index. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I do my very best for you. Try to show you content that will help you move onward and upward. You know, on occasion I'll bring up things like cronuts, which is part croissant, part donut. I'll say things like, that's a product. I wish I was the owner of cronut. Why do I say that? I don't know. Trying to get you thinking about Wall Street and product. 
one of the areas that I'll also go into on a pretty regular basis is you know, retirement. I want you to have a healthy retirement. The magic number to retirement for me is somewhere between two to three million. And that would support a wife, maybe a kid who doesn't earn enough, and myself. I don't need super fancy cars. And you're still at two and a half million dollars. A million dollars is going to pay you about eighty, about forty to sixty thousand dollars a year. So two million dollars is going to pay you about eighty thousand to one hundred twenty thousand a year pre-income. There's inflation to be expected in that future. So I know that number is going to have to be slightly higher from where I am now. Do I want wife working? Let's just put it this way. For this example, I'm going to assume she doesn't. Do I want a wife with a pension? In this example, I'm going to assume no. I'd rather have a worst-case scenario than find out I didn't do enough. I think that makes sense to you. Low-budget horror film, The Purge. Beat out the Fast and Furious 6. But also beat out, surprisingly, the internship. Not a flop, but hardly a winner-winner chicken dinner. The Purge starring Ethan Hawke. Pulled in. $21 million? Nope. Higher. $36 million. It was expected $21 million. Pulls in $36 million. Spanky, spanky, fast and furious. 19.7 million. The magic film Now You See Me is captivating audiences worldwide with the Morgan Freeman, Jesse Eisenberg film. $65 million. Number four at the box office, The Internship, the Google film. Wow. Wow. That's not very good. You know, the last film for the buddy duo, Vincent Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Wilson pulled in $13.5 million with Hall Pass. Vincent Vaughn pulled in $12.7 million with The Watch. They found individual success, not as good as working together as they did in 2005 with The Wedding Crashers, which pulled in something like $35 million. So the internship only pulled in 18 million. Not disastrous, but certainly not very hot. The movie Epic, which is a DreamWorks animation film, pulled in 12 million, but in three weeks it's pulled in 189 million. Wow, right? Star Trek Into Darkness pulls in almost 400 million total now. Again, all product. Hangover 3, why they're ending the franchise is beyond me. They make a horrible movie, gets horrible reviews, and it still is pulled in $273 million. I can make that much money in five seconds. Now, The Purge is a low-budget horror film, and that's the reason I highlighted it as the, the winner. And what I mean by that, it costs $3 million to make, you pull in $36 million. Wow. Universal's having a very, very good year. They've got the Fast and Furious, six. 
They've got Identity Thief. They've got Tom Cruise's Oblivion. All doing pretty well. So congrats to them. Now, not so much congrats to After Earth. M. Night Shyamalan, Alam, Ding Dong movie with the Smith family. Plunged 59%. It's now pulled in 95 total million. Tough to say that's a flop though, right? So let's go back to the market numbers and see where we stand. See how we're doing. Market numbers up. Let's see if I can pull some fresh ones up. S&P 500 is dealing with the 10-year Treasury story. Now, every day we sit here and we come up with, what's the story of the day? McDonald's sales beating expectations. Fed tapering this year, no. Maybe yes, no. Maybe yes, no. Google acquiring ways. Tesla, lemon, no lemon. They got to bring their costs down because most of the money that they're making now is just, you know, the government saying, "No, oh, clean air, good for you. We'll give you some, some credits, and you can sell those to other companies who don't have clean air." Barron's a, I'm not going to say a tack piece, but a time to think about it. SP 500 is up one, but again, the 10-year Treasury sits at 2.21 percent. That's on a roll. People are jumping out of safety of securities tied towards the U.S. government and jumping somewhere else. Money goes somewhere. It just doesn't sit idle. The Dow's up three. Nasdaq's up seven. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show. Find me on Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black or Cron 4 Rob Black. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. Savvy investors know where to find the winners and losers on Wall Street. Visit Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Don't know what was wrong with me. Drunk was a high. So reacting to chemicals that our society continues to produce. But I found myself watching the Tonys last night. I don't know why I'm compelled to tell you that, but I can't lie to you. The Tonys brought in one point, not the Tonys, but Broadway shows brought in $1.14 billion last year in New York City. Wow. 
McDonald's new menu is a hit in the United States. We're still waiting to see the rest of the world. Hmm. What are the other big stories out there today? Booz Allen stock getting hit due to the whistleblower. Edward Snowden basically saying, you know, uh, government's watching your phone records and the phone companies are complying with them. Again, I still don't know if I care. I'm innocent. So far, it, it hasn't turned into 1984, and I haven't seen any of my neighbors dragged off and screaming that they're innocent. Yes, I, it's tragic when you hear about some guy getting off death row due to genetic evidence that later surfaces or is analyzed. So that's a story out there. Facebook lifted by from hold over at Stiefel Nicholas. They see some back-to-school seasonality, monetization of Instagram and new products and advertising formats. Instagram didn't have any revenue. So we want to see how do you monetize spending that kind of money on it. Lunch with Warren Buffet got cheaper this year. Reflection of the Times. He pulled in slightly over a million dollars. Last year's record setting three and a half million dollars. Well, the money is going to go to Glide, a San Francisco-based homeless charity. These are the stories that are pushing Wall Street today. Tesla's a lemon without a cheaper battery. Great article in Barron's this weekend. I tend to like to read two magazines in the bathtub. I like reading Barron's while soaking. Barron's not negative. I keep saying that. I keep justifying the fact that they point out weaknesses in stocks. And I, in my head, I think you think that's a negative. To me, it's it's nice to know before I get hit by that. And also, I read Jugs in the bathtub. Jugs being an 18th century look at Byzantine pottery. I like the way you say that. Teacher calls near. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. So, Apple today, are they going to go retro? Are they going to go progressive? We don't know yet. We know that the iOS 7 is going to have a new look. They're going to probably introduce iRadio, which is a service that they need to get right. Spotify, Pandora, Google Music. A lot of companies are already out there in that space. So we're like, is that all you got to do? You got to do something better than that. So we likely may only get operating systems in iRadio today. We may have to wait to see the new phone. We'll get a new MacBook probably, right? Is that enough? Heard a great line today on China. They refer to the country as the mystery meat of global economies. And the further line was digest at 7% GDP numbers with caution. I've got to be incredibly careful because, I don't know. I'll tend to get myself in trouble by making statements that I hope inspire you or titillate you or anger you. Get a response from you. And I once said, uh, 
that stock to me is like eating Chinese food. It tastes yummy when you're consuming it, but 30 minutes later, it's completely out of your system. I.e., a diarrhea reference. Or I'll say something like, yeah, gold had a lot more value when people were getting killed by Indians crossing the country. That's gold, sorry. Gold! I know, right? That's a gem of a comment. So, where do I go with this? I don't know. And I could probably piss you off by saying, let's look at local supermarkets versus national supermarkets versus megastore supermarkets. Is the megastore putting the mom and dad out of business? Probably. Is that a good thing? For some it is, for some it ain't. You know, when I say I like my Nikes, I I love Nike running shoes. I don't know. I know you're saying, have you tried the new uh, uh, supersonic steppers? Have you tried the new Saucony? I can't even pronounce Saucony. So, Ani, no. I go with what hasn't hurt me. And I'll say things like, you know, I kind of like the fact that they're manufactured in Asia for labor of a dollar a day. Because they're cheap for me. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about today. Again, Tesla in the news. If you strip out the government and strip out all the positive the government's done for Tesla, as far as clean air credits that are going to start to subside in 2013 calendar year. Whoops, that's this year. 2016. Oh, no. Oh, no, not the new Tesla. Sorry, Elon. Can I have another one? Tesla needs to drastically cut battery costs fast. And again, one of the problems with that is energy is not nearly as efficient as technology. Moore's Law states that, you know, smaller, cheaper, faster. Computational power doubles, blah, blah, blah. We don't get as much out of energy as far as technology goes. I'm not saying it's bad. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about today, we will talk about it. Take a look at the market numbers. We see the SP500 up 4. We see the Dow up 27. We see the NASDAQ up 11. Just a little side note. I'll put in my... There's also a little side note. Put in my 30 days in Seattle. Pulling out of that market. Just never got a response, never got emails, never got phone calls. So if you're there, call an email fast because the clock is ticking against you. Ten-year Treasury bond sits at 2.2% today. That's not... That's kind of something the market's dealing with. We started higher, we went lower, we go higher. SP 500 is up. Three points, 1647. The Nasdaq's up 12. The Dow's up 35. It's been an interesting morning. Spinning cuts likely deeper in 2014. Ah, there we go. We'll talk about that much, much more later. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com.
1220 KDOW traffic. This barrier. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Having lived some years in the city of San Francisco, I do celebrate it. I've got a friend who's going to Miami with her boyfriend and just asking me about it and I go, eh, if you've been to San Francisco, Miami's nice. It ain't all that in a bucket of chicken. But it's nice. I said, stay in one of the Art Deco hotels. They're very sexy and romantic. Having grown up some years in Washington, D.C., Izmir, Turkey, Germany, Japan, overseas, New York City, there's no city like San Francisco. To visit, to walk, you find it on the right sunny day, you are in heaven. To you get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I would like to get more calls. Notice that I'm, I'm quitting on Seattle because I never got a reaction from them. Nothing. One person who was out in a boat. I was number one with sailors in Seattle. So I just can't devote the resources that, you know, puts a radio show there. SP 500 up 3, Dow up 27, NASDAQ up 11. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burke, and talk a little women in investing, the fairer sex. They say man created the world, but women refined it. Couldn't agree with that broad phrase more if I tried. Women are the best things in life. But women face financial decisions that men necessarily don't. They have to approach marriage differently than a man does, the birth of a child. Let's talk birth of a child and what it does to a woman, because clearly they leave the workforce for a little while, changes their social security structure, adds a financial burden, adds a tax benefit. Yay! Is the tax benefit worth having a kid, Chad? (laughs) No. You know, in fact, some of the new tax laws in terms of who ends up paying the Medicare surcharge tax or the Obamacare, 3.8%, or the new capital gains rates, uh, when you're single, that kicks in at 400000 right? Uh, or 200000 on the 3.8% for the Obamacare tax. Uh, for the 20% capital gains and dividend tax, that kicks in at 400000 single. But when you're married, it's four, it's 250 and 450 So it's actually a bit of a marriage penalty again to be married, especially if you're in a high-income earning situation. So basically the Obamacare taxes or the, the new tax laws that were passed assume that um, only one person was working <laughs> when when you get married and if you're a high income earner, so a little bit unfair. A tax credit for a child about a thousand dollars per year. Well, it's, certain things get phased out too, Rob, for high income earners. So, well, yeah, you and your high income earners. So. <laughs> you yeah, and your yeah, high- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some tax benefits for children. You've two tax advantage options. FSAs, we were able to save money for health care savings, child care deductions. It's just, it's just not worth having children, though. Tax benefits aren't that groovy. 
No, you don't look at unless, there's, unless you're a really you're not going to save the, money by having kids. Let the inner Republican come out, Chad. Unless you're a poor person in the inner city, having more <laughs> children is a good idea. Is that your inside inner Republican voice? Um, it's tied towards welfare. Okay, and you know commentary on welfare. Uh, it is strange that you know some people believe having more children equals more tax deductions and government uh, subsidies, which is shocking and sad because that child doesn't get what he deserves. So. Anyhow, um, women and money, we're talking about having children, and the tax credits are really not worth it, but they're out there for you. Uh, death of a spouse. I think that's an interesting one to talk about with women. Uh, my mom's outlived my dad by 20 years. He had a life insurance policy on her. He didn't have one on himself. He let his expire. Like, death. Of, he screwed her. He, he thought he was going to outlive her because she she's heavier than him, and cancer got him. Yeah. Death of spouse, big financial issue. Well, it is because, you know, especially if you have two Social Security checks, because even if one spouse didn't work, you have one Social Security check and the the spouse gets somewhere between, you know, 35 and 50 percent of the spouse that worked their checks. So they have two Social Security checks. When one dies, the smaller check goes away, the larger check stays. So that's not that's a that's for a lot of the American population now where they get 50 to 60% of their income or more from Social Security, that's a huge decline in income. That means that, okay, they're going to probably have to go do a reverse mortgage. They're going to have to move. They're going to have to possibly live with their kids, something else like that. So, uh, yeah, people are retiring too young these days, Rob. And that's, that's, that's why we see our youth unemployment uh, rate continuing to rise because people are having to work longer. They didn't save enough. They didn't think about their future. They spent. They became consumers rather than savers. How about estate planning consequences with death of a spouse? Things like step-up in basis. Is there anything we need to know? Um, well, the, it, California, which is a community property state, um, what's nice is that if you own assets you know, the right way, um, everything gets a step-up in basis on the first spouse's death. So that means that rental property that you paid 100000 for that's worth $800,000 now, you could essentially sell it tax-free, um, the depreciation you'd have to recapture if we want to get technical about it. But, but th- when there is a death of a spouse, at least there's a reduction in having to have taxes be a major decision with your taxable assets, your real estate, things like that. So that can come all into play because a lot of times when there's a death of a spouse, if there's a loss of a pension, a loss of a Social Security check, sometimes it means a reduction in standard of living. So you might have to sell that large home and downsize. Anything else that we need to know about with this topic? Um, well, when you do have somebody that is, you know, passing or you know, terminal, or somebody has passed, then yeah, the the living trust should be redone. Um, and again, this change. is an issue that I think it's a women-centric issue because men tend to marry a little bit younger, and women tend to outlive men. So my mom's been in retirement without a spouse for 20 years. It's a long time to make her own financial planning decisions. Anyhow, and anyway, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. You know, sharks are immune to all known diseases. Just thought I'd throw that out there for you. In case you were wondering, I wonder if sharks ever get HIV. I wonder if sharks ever get measles and polio. I wonder if... No, sharks are immune to all diseases. How cool would that superpower be? I'd give up flying for that. 
Nah, maybe I want it. Change my mind, I want it. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. Shares at discount brokers are gaining the most since 2003 compared to the S&P 500, a sign that small investors are joining the four-year bull market even after U.S. stocks suffered their biggest losses in six months recently. Schwab, Ameritrade, E-Trade have climbed 38% on average this year, beating the S&P 500 by 23 percentage points. You can find me online at robblack.com, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show, posting a video of myself right there, right now. Take a break here, you listen to Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. <laughs> Train up how we say see maintenant I am not gonna do the show in French, but for those of you who need to know how to know how to say the mouse is under the table, there you go. Or the train to Paris, it's here. No, in five minutes. What's up with those French and Spanish books that were taught in high school that teach us such useful phrases as the mouse is under the table. Le chat est sur la chaise. The cat is on the chair. Do we really need to know in our day-to-day operations as tourists in France, the cat is on the chair. La cygne est sur la branche. The monkey is on the branch. Oui, j'aime beaucoup le café, le café noir. Yes, I like coffee very much, black coffee. Okay, that that might be useful from long-term memory. Je suis le président de Burundi. I'm the president of Burundi? How often are we going to use that in conversation? Some things just anger me. Our education system in the United States angers me. Private school, public school. Eh, Depends on the school's score. Nah. Depends on the teacher. Best thing you could do as a parent, if your kid's not in the greatest school, if your kid is in the greatest school, is A, interact with your kid, and B, go visit his school. Talk to his teacher. Say, what can I do for you? Is there anything that you need? How about a useful French phrases book? Do you see what I'm saying? Or are you against me? Because you got to choose a side. Vous avez une chambre, monsieur? You have a room, sir? Je voudrais une chambre avec un grand lit. I would like a room with a big bed. So education is important. But le signe est sur la branche. The monkey being on the branch, probably not going to come up too many times. And then you can always mix up your words and get yourself into a world of trouble. 
Our school system needs help, but it needs parents to be involved with their children and with their children's teachers. College is overpriced. What I save for my kids' college? Not unless I max out my 401k, 403, 457 first. Would I help my kid get a, a student loan? Absolutely. Low-cost money? Would I encourage my kid to go to college by taking him some Stanford or Berkeley football games, basketball games, baseball games? Show them what a college campus is like? Absolutely. Take your kid to the Giants and you're going to spend a lot of money. You're not going to have money to retire. Take your kids to Stanford and sit on the hill for free. The Father's Day spending gap is something that upsets me enormously as well. I know you're saying you have a lot on your mind. Yes, I do. For women... For mothers, you get $168 spent on you on Mother's Day. For men, we just get a measly $120. I'd like to thank God Almighty for giving everybody so much and me so little. The dads across the country, yeah, it's nice to be celebrated and breakfast in bed is great. But the cost of a child is expensive. Average kids can cost you somewhere between $250,000 to $330,000 between age 0 and 17. Moms tend to be nurturers of the family. So maybe dads, if we want to get more spending on us, maybe we've got to bandage that scraped knee. Maybe we've got to cut the crust off the PBJ. Spring. Mothers get, you know, hey, it's spring. It's a great time. The year's changing. Let's go sit on the outdoor patio. Fantastic timing. I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it's savvy marketing. Yeah, so men get a grill, barbecue. We get to sit in front of smoke and develop cancer. Making prime cuts of meat on the grill, surrounded by our family who loves us. I love a simple backyard BBQ. I'm a coal guy, not a natural gas guy. Those of you who use natural gas, you're beneath me. I won't eat your barbecue. It's a cheap way out. Time means everything. So fathers are closer to summer vacations. We're closer to sports, Father's Day. So there's not a lot of money going around after all this. Or it feels like a double header. Kids, don't get your dad's ties. Don't be that loser. Okay? Don't make me call children losers. Don't get ties and I won't call you a loser. You with me? Greeting cards are nice. It's an invented holiday, Father's Day. I'm going to make, there's some sort of joke there. But I don't know what it is. Trabian. Trabian. That's probably about all. Okay, 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 okay. So let's, let's debunk a myth. Remember when you were a child, you were like, French people stink. Well, yeah, that I'm not going to debunk that. There is a deodorant issue. But you also remember when you were a child that we heard that French people are rude to Americans. No, no, no. It's Americans who are rude to French people. We go to their country talking about big UFOs that we've seen. We go to their country and go, I'd like a ham... I'd like le hamburger. No, no. Here's what you need to do to succeed in France if you ever go. They're the sweetest people on the planet. 
They're very loving. You say, Je suis anglais. Uh, je ne parle pas français. I don't speak French. Uh, très bien. Tu es anglais. Tu es parle anglais. You can even botch your words. And they're lovely. They're lovely. Lunch with Warren Buffett only raises a million dollars for charity. Sign of the Times. Last year it raised three and a half million dollars. Money goes to a homeless charity in San Francisco, Glide the Church, which does amazing work. And I turned my, my head from the mentally deranged of San Francisco. I try not to look in their eyes. A, I don't want to insult them. B, I don't want to admit that we all don't have it as great as each other. Investing in the downward dog. I know you're saying you're gonna talk you're gonna talk yoga. Whatever relaxes you, I highly recommend you do it. Yoga and meditation. If it calms you, you'll be a better person. We make bad decisions with stress. A lot of ancient yogis in yoga, they renounce material possessions. Others use yoga to gain money and influence. The power brokers of medieval India. People leave college and they get really, really stressed. Do everything you can to enjoy your life. That's one of the reasons I talk about money, because I do want you to enjoy it. You're probably not enjoying it while you're working for the man. Blackstone Vice Chairman Byron Ween. He likes to talk to a guy he refers to as the smartest man in Europe. I like to talk to smart people. I did a seminar this weekend where I said, some of you youngins, talk to some of, your, some of these people with gray hair. How many recessions have you been through? Eight. Eight? It didn't kill you? No. I talked about our recession in San Francisco or the recession in the Bay Area or recession in the national economy. Helps lower prices of airplanes. Helps traffic congestion on the 101. Helps my ability to get into a restaurant. Recessions take care of excesses. They're not an R word. There's a spelling bee that had to daintily jump around the word that meant people from Niger, Nigeria. I don't have to be politically correct. I don't think you need to be politically correct. I think you need to talk to smart people. There is no R word. Recession's okay to say out loud. In July 2012, Byron Weinstein was found pretty pessimistic on Europe. Now he's saying money managers have been so preoccupied with the idea that they failed to recognize the pullback from austerity, which could lead to the restoration of growth, that we've been too focused on the negative. Keep in mind, Europe's economy has been around 2,000 plus years. I don't think Italy's going to stop being Italy. Completely. Will they be as strong as before? No. Will there be a piper to pay along the way? Probably sometimes, yeah. I invest in stocks because they're the best option. They go up 7 out of 10 years. I invest in stocks in America because of capitalism. 
I invest in stocks in China and Asia because of growth. I invest in stocks in Europe because they've gone back 2,000 years and they've seen a lot of things, a lot of our words. They've seen wars and much, much more. They'll figure it out. I invest for 40 years, not for 40 minutes. Scrub Black, your money, talking all things financial on the Wall Street Business Network. You don't need the money when you look at that, do you, honey? The S&P 500 index is up two points to six. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Trying desperately to get you thinking as best as possible about funding your retirement. I have to explain myself at time. Um, this isn't an easy show to do. You have to make things relatable that some people just don't want to talk about. So I'll say things like, you know, the NBA is going to add advertising on the sidelines over by the bench. It's going to pull in an extra $100 million plus dollars. That's bad news if you're a family. I know you're saying bad news if you're a family. Well, your kids are going to have to watch more advertising. Cost of basketball games are going to go up because the players aren't stupid. They could read that article that the NBA is going to make an extra $100 million. And they're going to say, we're, we're the workers. You know, you get that. But when I tell you that, you know, you're the workers for Facebook. You're the guys interacting with each other and posting photos. You're like, oh, I, I don't know about that. I, I kind of resent being that person. I do too. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Now, here's an email from a listener that gets a sense of humor. I talked about how Father's Day gets distorted in the stick. 120 bucks spent on fathers versus 166 on mothers. And he goes, he sends me an email. He goes, we're definitely going to Ross. There's a commercial that comes out this time of year where mom's talking to her daughter. and Does dad want to tie yeah, Dad wants a tie and a jacket and pants and socks. We're definitely going to Ross. I would pay money not to see that commercial. To get that image out of my head. We're definitely going to Ross. At some point in time, I think Facebook may pay us. Because the government's going to get so freaked out about Facebook and Google knowing too much about us. 
and privacy issues. And there's some high visibility cases against these companies. You know, attorneys, their job is to get not the most for families of victims. So when there's victims tied towards Facebook, they're going to go after Facebook. Someone gets bullied, they're going to say, Facebook got a role in this. At some point in time, the government will pay attention and, and slap these guys down. Facebook could change their business model by telling the 1 billion plus users that they have on a regular basis. If we pay you part of the commercial, will you take it? But we want to know what city you live in. We want to show them everything you purchase online via our click-through here. Business levels will evolve, and that's one of the reasons you don't lock yourself up into, I'm absolutely right. I've all-knowing. The reason investors get in trouble is because of psychology tied towards greed, fear, and herd mentality. You think that you listen to a radio show, he must be smarter than me. I can assure you that's not always the truth. On small cap companies, there's a very good chance you know more than me because I don't take the time to get to know the details of many small financial companies. Someone at my seminar this weekend said, what should I invest in right now to make money in the next three months? I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you the sectors that I think are going to do well in the next 18 months include technology, energy, financials, and consumer discretionary. Things we've been discreet about buying. Why do I say that? I think the jobs numbers that we're seeing is showing slight improvement in the United States economy, creating jobs. And I think any any pickup, when people are starting to get more money, i.e. a paycheck that's bigger than unemployment, gets spent. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. So McDonald's showed a strong breakfast, a strong chicken items, and everyday value. The new egg white sandwich and premium McGraps fueled May sales. You know what's going to be a problem for McDonald's? No, not Susie Orman. No, 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 no. What's going to be a problem for McDonald's is the high cost of beef. It's hitting record highs right now. They've got to convince us continually to go to McDonald's to get salads and go to McDonald's to get chicken and eggs and stuff like that. With that said, a lot of people who go to McDonald's are children. Children aren't going to say, Mom, I want the new egg white McMuffin. No, 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 no. They're not going to say, Mom, I want a salad. My child impression just had a little bit of goat in it. Baron says Tesla could be a lemon without a cheaper battery. The batteries are so expensive. And right now the United States government gives tens and thousands and hundreds of millions of dollars. Not the loan to Tesla, because that's been repaid by shareholders. The, the, the risk has moved from the government to the shareholder. But it's still risk. They have to get a cheaper, stronger battery technology to continue to deliver that powerful ride. They're starting to run out of the benefits tied towards clean air credits that they're selling to other companies. Take a break here. We'll come back and 
22 to 23 hours, depending on your market. Standard Poor's raised U.S. outlook to stable from negative. Long-term interest rates continue to spike a little higher. Gold continues to get hit. Do a straw black of your money. The Wall Street Business Network. Word Banker to 72727. That's the ExpertRadioNetwork.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.